Hey, hey, hey. All right, rise and shine, guys. It's another day. And yesterday I started this idea that we are at war, but not acting like we are. And I want to continue that. So I'm going to read a little bit from one of these letters. And one of the purposes of reading this one letter in this podcast is to show you how short these are and how awesome they are. But two, to really let what this one says resonate with you and and get it challenging your thinking and your ideas and what's going on in your head. So this is from A Godward Life by John Piper. Does unconditionality conceal the real remedy Wisdom from another century. Now, he's going to quote J.C. Ryle. J.C. Ryle, I introduced you to him a couple of months back with his book, Thoughts for Young Men, right? So J.C. Ryle died in 1900, 1900. So he's been dead for a long time, and yet he still speaks to us. How cool is that, right? So we're going to read. I'm going to read from John Piper's book here, which will uh, go by pretty quick and take up the rest of the podcast. So here we go. J.C. Ryle's 19th century book on holiness is full of remedies from 20, for 20th century problems. For example, I find these words to be very needy antidote to much careless talk today about the unconditionality of God's love in the context of healing our sense of distance and disharmony with him. So here's he's quoting J.C. Ryle now. Above all, grieve not the spirit, quench not the spirit, vex not the spirit, drive him not to a distance by tampering with small bad habits and little sins. Little jarrings between husbands and wives make unhappy homes, and petty inconsistencies, known and allowed, will bring in a strangeness between you and the spirit. The man who walks with God in Christ must most closely will generally be kept in the greatest peace. The believer who follows the Lord most fully and aims at the highest degree of holiness will ordinarily enjoy the most assured hope and have the clearest persuasion of his own salvation. All right, so then Piper continues to write now. He's going to get us to think and unpack what J.C. Ryle just wrote. Can you really drive God to a distance by tampering with small bad habits? Do petty inconsistencies bring strangeness between you and the Spirit? Is the greatest peace really enjoyed by those who walk with God most closely? Is the greatest assurance known by those who aim at the greatest degree of holiness? Yes. This is clearly taught in Scripture. James 4.8 Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. This means that there is a precious experience of peace and assurance and harmony and intimacy that is not unconditional. It depends on our not grieving the spirit. It depends on our putting away bad habits. It depends on forsaking the petty inconsistencies of our Christian lives. It depends on our walking closely with God and aiming at the greatest degree of holiness. If this is true, I fear that the unguarded reassurances today that God's love is unconditional may stop people from doing the very things the Bible says they need to do in order to have the full experience of peace that they so desperately crave. In trying to get peace through unconditionality, we may be cutting people off from the very remedy the Bible prescribes. Let us declare untriangly the good news that our justification is based on the worth of Christ's obedience and sacrifice, not ours, 
For Romans 5.19 says, For as through the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, even so through the obedience of the one the many will be made righteous. Let us declare that our election and our calling are totally unconditional. That's from Romans 9.11 and Ephesians 2.5. But let us also declare the biblical truth that the enjoyment of that justification in its effort on our joy and confidence and power to grow in likeness to Jesus is conditioned on our activity forsaking sins and renouncing bad habits and mortifying lusts and pursuing intimacy with Christ and not grieving the Spirit. It is true that God is the initiator and enabler of our meeting these conditions. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. And then 1 Corinthians fifteen ten says, I labor even more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God with me. Yes, that is true. But the conditions are still there and still real and still mine to fulfill with God's enabling. Not to tell people the truth that Ryle is teaching is to mislead people into shallow, weak Christianity. In fact, I ask, is the healing technique today, which stresses unqualified unconditionality, producing deep, strong, durable, wise people? Or is it helping produce a generation of fragile people whose hold on reality is tenuous because it is based on an oversimplified understanding of how we relate joyfully and sturdily to God. Well, there you have it. And I'm almost up to six minutes. So that is from uh, John Piper's book, Godward Life, book two, and uh, pages, uh, well, let me just tell you the chapter. Chapter 104. So... Good read. Hope that helps you guys. Hope that encourages you guys to fight the good fight. God bless you.